Hi, welcome to Deconversion Therapy. I'm Karen. I'm Bonnie. And thank you for listening. We're really pissed off at the world today, so you're going to love this episode. But right before we started recording, I started going check, check, check to my microphone, and it reminded me of all the AV guys at That's church. Right. <laughs> oh man, they love to do the check, check, check. You know just why? To check all. Why? Because there was no chance in hell they were getting in front of everybody doing anything else into the microphone. Oh, I know. It was this bravado, like, uh, it was hilarious. And then they would go check. Can you hear me? Hey, Alan, Alan, can you hear me? <laughs> give me one. No, give me one on two. And, and pull up these speakers. My gosh, with their keys. We can all hear you. With their key ring. Yeah, their key ring <laughs> hanging. Uh, so. Um, yeah, some of these are just keys I went and got copied. <laughs> right. I like to see if the mics pick up the keys. Because then I know I need to turn up the three. Um so this episode, first of all, please love you to subscribe, do all that fun stuff, share with a friend and all this and all that. Um, and but, rate. Uh, oh yeah, rate, rate, review, and share and clap is really what <laughs> we need because you're going to be really happy in this episode, Bonnie and I have titled it these ship piles because we're fed up with everyone and uh so these um white women here have solved racism <laughs> really is what's happening and and you guys get to hear all about it i really hope somebody who doesn't have a sense of humor hears that <laughs> like maybe is reading a transcript somewhere um excuse right. as, me <laughs> as if i uh do enough labor to to put out transcripts i don't but what i was going to say is that across the board this last week podcast listening has gone down everyone's numbers have gone down ours have i do another podcast that has and good like that means people are either out protesting, they're inside doing any kind of learning how to be better while also taking care of themselves. You know, there's all there's enough going on this week that podcasts don't need to be the foremost thing that people are engaging in. Right. Be a little more active people yeah or just don't hide. just consume yeah yeah listen to um podcasts done by black podcasters um do whatever you can subscribe to them and keep them in the rotation for long after this and uh but so um, I just wanted everybody to know Rafa Nadal's new boat arrived just in time for his birthday. <laughs> Record scratch. Oh, my gosh. There is no uh, – it feels awful saying anything frivolous. Oh, I know. I know. And you know what? It's – that's the, the fun – 
weird thing about all of it is, you know, everything is so important, but our minds are still going to be doing what they're used to doing. Right. And when they're next to each other, it's like ping pong, serious dumbass, serious dumbass. Uh, (laughs) It's horrible. Um, because this is super serious and, um, I, here, I will just, I will just, um, my, my serious thing is that to me, uh, I will take from all of this that it's really encouraging that I'm reading a lot of people saying that we need to just be quiet and listen. Yeah. And concepts like that, that are getting out there. I hope it's not just the people who would be inclined to listen to start with. That's the issue. Right. But it that concerns me. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and and P.S., COVID is still out there. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, P.S. Record scratch. Yeah. The, um, somebody, somebody, and maybe it was several people, of course, I, I read saying, in a couple of weeks, they're going to blame a spike in COVID on the protests. Absolutely. But it's also going to be caused by, oh, I don't know, Las Vegas opening back up. Right. Or really all the states opening back up. Yeah. You know, exactly. Florida and Florida spiked. We're two weeks after the reopen, and our numbers were the highest, like on June 4th, just a couple days ago. Yeah, and that, I mean, uh, an, another podcaster who I was talking to yesterday, she does one with her uh, husband called Only Stupid People, and she was saying <laughs> how, wouldn't it be great if the people who get COVID and, you know, you you don't register, but you know what I'm saying, you get turned in or whatever, um, <laughs> that they could also say, and what's your political party? And where have you been? And what do you, you know, like, can, like we had some real good demographic information. Yes. Do you believe in science? How old is the earth? You know, just some basic things that we could figure out. Uh, do you but, believe God is going to protect you? Okay. <laughs> but, 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 okay. So firsthand story experience from yesterday. So I'm on a showing, I'm a realtor. So I meet the people there and I even told the realtor before we get there, I said, listen, we've just gotten back into the building recently and we have to obey the rules that they put in place, which means everybody wears a mask, we distance and we have gloves on. Right. And you let me open things for everybody, like drawers and cabinets and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So, and whoop ass. <laughs> and cans <Yeah>. of whoop ass. <laughs> um, that used to be the best term. Like, I'm going to open a can on you. <laughs> so, so we're in this showing. It's me. It's the man realtor, white man, older, and his his female colleague and his two clients, which are a husband and wife combo. Mm-hmm. So we get into the condo, the unit. And first of all, in my opinion, that's too many people in there. I don't know why Mr. White guy needed to bring his female colleague with him. Right. Uh, sure. It's supposed to be the idea is like as, as few people as possible. So 
Um, and I had already told them, hey, I'm going to be taking a separate elevator because I don't want us all going on one together because yeah. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Anyway, so we get to the unit and the woman, the wife, is talking to me and keeps approaching me and getting like three feet, two feet closer yeah. to me and I'm backing up and then she comes closer and I'm backing up and I think that that's going to be enough of like a body language thing, but it's not. So I have to tell her like, hey, and I make a little light of it and go, hey, I'm so sorry, but I'm really trying to do the social distancing thing. And she starts up, well, let me tell you something about these masks and droplets. And I was, I was mm. just, I was floored. I'm like, so it's not enough for you to think what you think, you have to then insult me because I don't want to yeah. get that close. And I, it's just, yeah, uh, it. I'm just baffled. I talk and, loudly, right. lady. You're gonna hear me through a piece of few pieces of fabric, <laughs> and that she is like. People say, well, it's your right if you want to walk with a mask, go ahead. But I'm not gonna. But then. Yeah, then they're still pushing at you. Yeah, then they're like, I need to get in your face. Well, you don't. And so I tell her, you know, listen, and, and I like I like adding a year to my mom's age. You know, like I've got my mom. She's to think now about. 114. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she's 80. So I, I don't know if that stopped her. Right. So, uh, but at least when I walked away from people, they realized what was going on. So, yeah. so we finished with the condo and then we're doing, then we're doing the tour of the amenities and I point out, okay, so there's a men's gym and there's a women's gym and the realtor, the guy, he's like, is there an LGBT gym too? And he laughs at his own joke. And, and I seem to be more offended by that than my two friends who I, who I told about it, who are gay. Right. And I, I, but I like your answer. I said, what should I have done? Because I just sat there and I sat there. I stood there walking in complete silence, hoping that it would just be as awkward as possible. And I don't remember what my response was, but I'm <laughs> so, sure. So there was. are two great responses. Yours was, um, uh, okay, so I'll reenact it a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> want me to be the, the gym equipment? <laughs> so, is there an LGBTQ gym too? And your response was, well, th- I'm sure they would welcome you. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, man, Karen, yep. you are good. Good one. Oh, no. So, my friend Maggie's response was, there is if you make one. So <laughs> I, I liked. That, I, I like, love that one. Sounds like something. I like if it. Like that would be my like. You know, getting all frustrated. Well, like, so what if you? Yeah. So now, now I'm George Costanza with two good lines teed up, <laughs> and I really need the whole situation and scenario to replicate so that I can come back. I know. With Can we like do a duo? The jerk store called. <laughs> They're right. out of you. The LVGT gym called, and they said <laughs> they'd be welcome. Social distance, right? <laughs> and the sad part is, of course, these people are likely putting in an offer for this place. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. great! It couldn't just be a showing of dicks. 
or sorry, jerks <laughs> go their own way. <laughs> so at least I'll have the, you know, a chance at the uh, the clever comebacks from my funnier friends. Yeah, just keep a list in your pocket and then just <laughs> put your finger up. Right. Pardon me. <laughs> or have, have them written roll here. <laughs> have them written inside your mask. They think. Yeah. And you'd pull it up over your eyes and read it. Um so the uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, okay. oh, oh. Okay. and then the next showing I go to, the old white coot. I'm sorry. Uh, he comes in without his mask on. He lives in the building. We're showing another unit of one of his neighbors who he's known for years. And he won't put the mask on. And I ask him, like, here, let me open these doors. Let me do it. And he won't, and he won't, and he won't. And I keep saying to him, it's not kind what you're doing. It's, 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 not, it's not nice what you're doing to me. Yeah. And so, you know, the clients are even laughing at me calling him out on it. So right. at the end, they're leaving, and he goes, oh, how am I going to kiss you goodbye with your mask on? Like, <laughs> beat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Old man lizard tongue. Uh, <laughs> uh, did he call you sweetheart? Yeah, always. Oh, that's just like, so, stop yeah. speaking. Everyone is pissing us off. And let's be clear. I posted something on deconversion therapy Instagram the other day. Please send us good memes and good um, black free thinking accounts that we can post. But um, I, a few weeks ago, and it was like a meme. And then I said something about just stay home. And, you know, someone called me out and good for them. They were... Uh, they didn't say it as kindly as I would like, but, you know, it, the whole idea is, no, not everyone can stay home. Not everyone works from home. People have to get out. And that's how, you know, you're getting trapped in these situations that only I can go, oh, you should say this, you should do this, you, you know, but you don't have a choice. You've got to get out there and be with all those Nasty people. I'm hustling. <laughs> One, <laughs> did you watch Hustlers? It was no. very alarming. Oh, okay. the movie? Yeah. Yeah, not good in my opinion. I felt like a gynecologist. I mean, I'm all for <laughs> express yourself, but I don't need to see everything up in there. Okay. Um, but I would watch her dance on a pole for an hour. Yeah. I didn't need the movie plot for that. Was there a plot? <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow. Anywho, uh, well, we have some uh, very important news and tidbits to bring you this week. One is the GoFundMe page we're starting for Jim Baker. He is posting a plea that he and his eighth wife need to stay <laughs> on air and continue to sell Armageddon products in a bucket. Um, so... Why the Go hell can't over. that guy just retire? And why why is it that when things like that happen and they are financially strapped, they don't go, maybe this is God saying something. Yeah. It's always, this is a trial. We need people of faith. It's never, you know, but the maybe other thing Maybe that's the answer. You prayed and that's the answer you got, Jim Baker. That's right. So take it like a man. 
get off whatever YouTube channel you are. (laughs) Right. Which is true. Like, if you can't afford YouTube, there are some funds being (laughs) disassembled. Something's happening. Get on Zoom, Jim. My God. You don't need the high production value. (laughs) Periscope. Vine. Let's tell them to get on TikTok. (laughs) Man, every time my daughters say anything about TikTok, I just cannot stop singing TikTok. TikTok on the clock. What? Uh, Don't worry. It's it's something us younger people sing. Okay. Well, because I keep going, TikTok, you don't stop. TikTok, you don't stop. Well, I'll get to that one now. White rapping. Okay, regarding this whole situation with the police, obviously it's not all the police. That's obvious, right? Yeah, because that, <laughs> that's think so. math and, yeah. That's math, yeah. So why do certain people who work at, I don't know, Wendy's, you know, <laughs> if they piss in the fryer t- three times, they're going to get fired. Right, but some uh, the guy who with the knee on George Floyd. What what was it? Fuck How many him. times had he been written up? I right. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't it three strikes and you're out for these guys? And, because uh, I okay. So so uh, saying that, um, not all police are bad, of course. So my experience as a white lady in the middle of Manhattan, I was on the side of an avenue trying to hail a cab in the rain. And I had my dog in my arms because I had to take her to the oh vet. Oh, my God. You were white enough. I know. And, and she's not a pocket. She wasn't hold- a pocket dog. You're holding a dog and flagging a taxi. That's right. She's a cocker spaniel. And were so going, she wasn't tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I flagged the cab down. The cab pulls up, it's going to accept me, then sees the dog and drives off. And I'm standing there like, are you kidding me? (laughs) So it's hard enough to, you know, get a cab in the rain. I got one and they left. A police car, the driver of the police car and his partner saw what happened. They pull up to me and they said, we saw that cab driver pull up and then drive away once they saw your dog. Where are you going? Get in. And I said, oh, my God, I'm just going six blocks to the vet. And they took me there and dropped me off. Oh, that's very nice. Isn't it? So in my experience, um, yeah, the Manhattan police, they see something shitty happen and they just swoop in and go, yeah, get in. And it's not that way. If you're Amber Ruffin, who is a black staff writer on the Seth Meyers late night show, she told a different story each night last week of the show. And they were funny, but they're not because it right. was all about how she and her friends were getting pulled over by cops and what they had to do to just bite their tongue and and suck it up and take it. Right. And and she said, I told four stories and I still have more. So yeah. it, it it's just there's just been too much for it's, too long. There has. So my experience with cops have not been that great. Um, I've really only experienced probably three times. um, And two were when I was dating a black guy. 
and uh, he was driving the car. We pulled over in Palm Beach, got out to do some window shopping because everyone was broke back then. And um, police pulled up behind. They put him against the thing. And I started like the car saying, yep, started. Could you please turn around, put your hands on the thing? I started like freaking out and crying. And the guy said, just don't say anything. Just calm down. I've been through this, you know, and I'm like, holy shit. And uh, then the cop came to me and said, ask me if I was with him voluntarily. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then uh, another time we were pulled over and just, you know, I can't even remember. But same thing. And it's unbelievable, but very believable. I couldn't wrap my head around most of it. And it's just really embarrassing for whites. But oh, well, so we're embarrassed now that we have not known all this and that we have to drop friends. Like, uh, so what? That's just such a minor thing that yeah. hopefully all of us can handle and all of us can educate ourselves or um, either be quiet and listen or do what blacks say and Things that we know we teach other whites and stop asking them to teach us again. So, yeah, it's I have been and my husband, we've been just so fired up about all this because of a few things that have been going on this past week. Uh, today's Sunday. We're recording that. And by the way, if you go to church and virtually or in person because you love licking the handrails to get COVID, <laughs> then if your pastor did not mention George Floyd, then it's time for you to go. Go find a different church. No you explanation. Know who did mention him? Yeah. Pat Robertson. Oh, what a dream boat. Yes. <laughs> on I video saying to Trump. His head is cool, melting. Man. But his head is melting. Okay, let's set up the whole thing of Pat Robertson and what he responded to. This is the church tear gassing in DC where Trump wanted a picture opportunity. And so they tear gassed or other gassed or I don't fucking care, but they gassed people. And yes, I believe it because the clergy are saying that they were gassed. So um, I'm going to cuss a lot in this one. Uh, but And Trump now they're is, getting into the specifics of what kind of chemical was sprayed. Right. Like, oh, okay. Care? I don't care if you get baby powder and you fluff it. I mean, it's just insane. Plus, they could have easily They could have easily said, okay, back up. Right. I don't even think they gave them the option of verbally uh, presenting them with what they would like them to do and giving no. them the option to uh, adhere to the rules. Yeah. I think and they just sprayed goes, them. And he holds up a Bible in the strangest way I've seen anyone hold up anything that they weren't selling. That's no, it how was you like he up. was selling something. Yeah. It was with his with his palm toward the camera. 
holding right. the Bible. Oh, and then the reporter says, is that your Bible? And he says, it's a Bible. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Such an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so terrible. I want to uh, know the backup, the back, you know, backup and rewind from that. Who procured that Bible? Where did they get it? I know. Did you they know. tell him what to do with it? Did I, they just assume he would have known what to do with it? I guess there's an aide that's assigned to always have a Bible and, uh, <laughs> you know, 12 condoms and $70,000 of cash. We need, need to be able to get out of every situation here. Um, but it looked like a hardback cover Bible, which if it's a personal Bible, you don't have a hardback. No. And we all know this. We know. Because we've been there. Uh, well, that you was and a Bible I, that was probably at a Motel 8. <laughs> right. That's it. If It was backwards accidentally. I wonder if that's because it said the Gideons on the other side. Oh God. Um, but so we knew someone on Facebook who, you know, posted about what the clergy had said, don't use our church as a prop, etc. And we have someone mutual who we know who was like, well, what about Clinton holding up a Bible? And let me make it clear, I am no fan of Clinton. And yeah, no I, one gets angry that Clinton did the same photo op right. 20 years so, ago. So I look <laughs> it up, and that was him being snapped, leaving the service. So he went to a service. Right. And raising the Bible like a, hey, I see you there. Like leaving with it. Right. And even me saying that and saying, you know, I don't love Bill Clinton, but. And um, then I said, were the people gassed or not? (laughs) And this guy goes, no. No. And I can't take it from there. I can't. There's nowhere for me to go with that conversation. Because there isn't anywhere to go. Okay, so I have always felt that the perfect analogy will save the world. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but I feel that this but one it's is... it's coming from you. But it's coming from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Laugh it up. <laughs> so um, Banksy tweeted out something saying uh, that this was like... If the apartment above you was leaking water down into your apartment and they wouldn't let you into the apartment above to fix the problem. And that got me to thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. I think it's more like I had an apartment in New York and it was the best and I loved it so much. And then people moved in above me and it was like a guy who whatever time he came home, he was wearing cowboy boots. Right. And just clomp, 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 clomp. 3 a.m., he'd have the cowboy boots on. And maybe he was talking on the phone overseas, and he paced when he was talking, but it was constant clomping. And then his friends would do that thing where they would press the button of a neighbor to try to get somebody to buzz them in Ah. if they were locked out. So his neighbors were dicks. And... um. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want strife between me and my neighbors. So I just thought, okay, 
it'll eventually be over, you know, and then you start thinking, okay, things that you can employ, earphones, noise canceling headphones, um, just try to drink and go to sleep and not right. <laughs> wake right. up to clumping. <laughs> but so it makes me think that the the white people in charge are the ones who live in that top apartment and they're clomping and they're making tons of noise and you just don't have much of a choice if you live in the apartment below you can True. you can figure out tricks or you can move but the people there they're going to keep clomping and no one lives above them so yeah. it, they're not going to get it back so uh, it's just they've the only thing that you have to to appeal to them with is uh is like empathy and i don't think that you're going to get that if they're clompers to start with yeah right so there's got so you have to figure out all right how are we going to work the system to get these people to stop clomping um i mean you can't take all the cowboy boots away from the world Right. You can't, you can't, like, if it's an apartment analogy like this, and you call, you call the manager, guess what? The manager's his buddy or his family, and right. he can do whatever he wants. So the only thing you can do, I think, is start uh, jackhammering in the middle of the night. Yeah. When, and so, so then you get, then you get called on it and you say, oh my gosh, yep, I'm sorry, I'll stop. And then you do it again. And then you say, okay, I'll stop. And then eventually it starts annoying them. And and this is like the noise we're hearing now until it's, something yeah. is done. Whether he wants to stop wearing his cowboy boots or not, he needs to stop wearing them. Yes. And are, is the cowboy boots the po-po? The cowboy boots are the bad police. Who are being yes. asses and, and, and doing you this know, because they're not all like that. They're the puppy dog picking up dumb ladies on the side of the street police who are awesome. Right. And that's the thing where it feels very helpless and helpless to yes. blacks, I'm sure, because Trump is the top and he yeah. is horrible. You know, and of course, yes, Obama by now would have put a task force together, you know, or um, I, you know, Bush would have said something and he has, but he would have said something, you know, as president, even though right. he, he wouldn't have hidden in a bunker. In right. Trump and went to his bunker and said he was just inspecting it. That was everyone insane. just assumes he was hiding and is now calling him bunker boy. No, he wasn't. He had to inspect it, Bonnie. <laughs> but, you know, I think uh, that that would have been protocol. I mean, I'm sure that they're, he has to do it. The Secret Service probably does. Or, But that's what we need. Yeah, we need not, not all the time, apparently. We keep hearing things that, you know, he does what I he know. wants. He uses whatever phone he wants. And there's, okay, so there's another, the, in the whole apartment analogy, there was a, a woman who is very sane, in my opinion, and her upstairs neighbor was smoking, and it would constantly waft down into her apartment. So yeah. there was nothing she could do about it because it was the way that it came over the balcony and, like, through her window or something like that. So if you want to sit in there hermetically sealed with your windows closed the whole time, that's great. But the minute she would open the window or it would come through the ductwork, Right. So you're just sitting there tortured. 
the whole time because somebody else is smoking and they won't stop what they're doing that's hurting you. So it made her crazy angry. And she then gets in trouble for yelling up at the lady who's smoking because she says to her, I hope you die of cancer. <laughs> and this is not a woman who would normally yell that at a neighbor. Right. But people have snapped. Yes. And rage is like that. It is. And, you know, I, people are talking about looting and this and that. And again, I think anyone who listens to this totally understands protesters are protesters, looters are looters. Uh, Here in Nashville, we arrested the guy who lit the courthouse on fire and he's some white, tiny dick, you know, looking (laughs) anyway. So, you know, we get all that, but I want that to get out to the majority of people because how evil and terrible and mean people are being right now is disgusting. And that's when Pat Robertson comes in after Trump's thing. So paint us a picture of melting head Pat. Well, I think he was wearing a tan suit with like a black mock turtleneck, (laughs) if you really want the picture. Is it to hold up his head? (laughs) You know, this is the thing. We can't can't cherry pick the things that he says because he's all crazy. I know. And so I I, I think just what we're saying right now is if this guy's telling Trump it's not cool, man, (laughs) then... What the hell is going on? If this guy thinks it's not cool, yeah. oh, my God. I know. I know. And so um, I happened to look on a certain pastor's Twitter, and I'll go <laughs> ahead and say the name because that's fine, uh, Dr. Jack Graham, who's one of Trump's right-hand people and spiritual doodly-doo and stuff. And and it uh, upsets me that you say doctor, because whether it's true or not. It's a doctor of theology. I know. And that and I know that's pretty much saying I'm a doctor of Karen. You know, like <laughs> it's just like it's what it's a it's a doctor of my own belief. He's a know? jack. Yeah. So um he I'm like, let me see what he's saying, because he needs to be speaking out. And of course, he is not speaking out, but he has included himself into, we're going to do like a panel discussion. I'm going to get some famous black people I know, and we're going <laughs> to talk about how to heal. And, you know, I, I have to admit, like, that is something. It is. It could be positive. I don't know. They just did this in my husband's work on Friday where the CEO. Oh, really? Yeah, the CEO. And it, I mean, this company ads, it's huge. Did a teleconference everyone could listen to. And like uh, the people he asked to speak, you know, were crying and telling things that have happened to them. And it, he, my husband said, this is the most impactful thing I've been a part of in my whole career, you know, and so there are people doing things correctly. And maybe Jack Graham is, but everything he's tweeting 
is it always points back to him or his church, and he is just getting trolled. So <laughs> I used to look and it'd be like, thank you, Brother Jack, or whatever. Now it's, you know, how much money are you making? What's the, the you know, yeah. just when are you going to stop being a shill for Trump? Um, speak out, you know, all this stuff. Uh, so it's interesting that people are just, keeping people accountable. And that's what the internet has brought light to a lot of terrible things, but it's been very helpful in finding out who people really are. Yeah. And I, uh, when I, when I think about, about Jack Graham, I think, um, okay, if the Bible is the ultimate playbook, the ultimate rules, then then blacks and whites should be on the same page about this about how to respond and how to behave correct although the bible is full of racism and how to treat your slaves versus so that's that's i don't think there's been a lot of bible reading on both sides there i don't know Oh, no. Well, okay, so then I start thinking philosophically or hypothetically, are we just, are there just two kinds of people on earth? Because to me, the, the, the logic, the thing that makes sense is, oh, I should treat other people the way that I want to be treated. But I think there are some people who have that as their basic premise in life, and some have the basic premise in life of this is a game to be won. Right. Or and so I'm and a lover, I'm not a fighter. Yeah. Michael right. Jackson, Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> or I am, you know, not critically thinking. I'm listening to things. So what happened this um, today that my uh, my blood pressure has not gone down for a week and I think that is. Are you really of, checking it? Or are you being like, no, hypey? I'm not checking it. Stop telling me what to do. What no. I'm asking. We have one of those. Things. No, no, but it's funny. Someone got our blood pressure checker out recently. Maybe I should. <laughs> I think they were going to sell it. We might need to hold on to that. Um, but again, like you said, I mean, it's so frivolous. I'm not complaining that my blood pressure's up. I'm also saying like this is how angry and upset I've been feeling and this is just me doing this a week as a white person staying in my house <laughs> so I yeah and yeah it's, uh, th- oh and then but then okay so I'm driving through the parking lot at the the grocery store and these two black guys are crossing and normally I would just drive on and then I caught myself like oh maybe I should just stop and let them cross the street but they weren't ready to cross the street and then I was like oh my god they're gonna think I'm pandering because I'm waiting for them to get to the point where they can cross the street and it's just and when you said where people are feeling emotions like that's okay our lives are not supposed to be just happy perky emotions all the time and we don't need to be soft and and Mm -hmm you know, cocoon ourselves with, you know, oh, your life experience is what you make it. Yeah, I believe that. But you've got to feel some of this. It's, it's, it's like, 
it's like having an asshole neighbor all the time on your above you. Yeah, that, you know, but also who dictates how much you get paid and what jobs you can get and what your education. Yeah, I saw like the second day after the George Floyd thing already, mostly whites were, you know, posting things like, oh, but let's not forget to share the good news. Look at this white and black holding hands over here and this. And And I'm like, can we not stay in the pain for five fucking minutes? Like, yes, we why are we having to look at the silver linings already and comfort ourselves and do right. all these things when, you know, we're, we're the most clueless. Uh, but, you know, all that is to say, too, we have to start where we are. So everyone can just start where they are today. And it doesn't matter where they are. It just matters that they progress forward because I mean I look at Twitter and I am reading one black quote leader saying um you know why aren't you speaking out whites and then I read another Uh one saying oh and here's those whites speaking out all of a sudden now and we didn't hear them before and I'm like (laughs) huh what do I do which should I I feel right you're getting pulled in every direction of mm -hmm. criticism which just says you know like anybody else, everyone has a different opinion on what it means to be them or what they would like to see the world do and react and all that. And I've chosen to be more outspoken um, because that's just who I am and I would feel bad not doing that. So that's what happened today. Today. Well, and when you, oh, go ahead. Today. Day was, uh, if people don't know who Candace Owens is, she is a black apologist, as in um, she is a, is a Stacey Dash, uh, you know, a black who really panders to the white community. And she has a video up that just talks about how George Floyd doesn't deserve to be a martyr. She wishes justice for his family, but he did this, this, that, you know, and goes through the litany of how, what a bad person he could be seen as. Right, that he shouldn't be seen as a hero. Which I don't think anyone is calling him a hero as they are another man who was... Killed. Yeah, if they're using him as a representation of a tipping point in all of this, yeah. then, you know, it, it, oh, and eight minutes, what you were saying before about, uh, you know, can we not feel this for five minutes? I loved that uh, group of people protesting who were laying on the streets with their hands behind their backs for eight minutes. Yeah. I love that. Family. That was really strong. Yeah, my family, not I, went to uh, a vigil, and they they made people get on their knees in the gravel, and then they yeah. said, "Imagine, yeah, I, I just, yeah, ugh, all of it." But back to Candace, and oh. I have to admit that I used to be that way and very rigid, not exactly like her. But if people had done bad things, I would I would treat it like a point system where if you've done this bad behavior and that bad behavior, it doesn't entitle you to somebody being forgiving. And that was when I was younger and stupider. 
Well, and I doubt you went all the way to, and so if you got killed, oh well. You know. Right. You had not accumulated enough points to prevent your murder. Right, right. Like, I I can't even understand how it gets to this point. But she goes on about how um, institutional racism or uh, discrimination against blacks by police is a myth. And... I can't even remember something well, else. Horrible. People are shitty to white people too. There, there are cops out there that are bad to white people too. But come on, yeah, yeah. How many it's... white people have as how many white ladies have all the Amber Ruffin stories about getting pulled over exactly for, for skipping down an alley or being with ugh. and. It's not like the guy, the white guy who started the riots and I can't even remember where that one was and the other one that did it in New York by banging up something and the one here in Nashville, when they get arrested, they didn't get their heads pushed into the dirt. I mean, they (laughs) defiled the court of law and broke things and started fires that to me, wouldn't that deserve, you know, a knee on the neck or pushing down to the ground? But this guy looks totally fine. And so all the whites getting arrested for this, we just see it day in and day out. So yes, um, the Candace Owens thing, unfortunately, you can see people who would have liked it. And uh, it is things that she takes, which are Again, can be factual, but she changes it into a white narrative that they would want to hear. And as my friend John wrote, you know, she puts it in a context that she's the straw person for white supremacists who know they'd be challenged if they express this hate in their own voice. Yep. And so it's like a passive racism. You know, like, oh, I hear you. Yes, no, people shouldn't be martyrs. And yeah, you're right. He was doing this and that. Oh, I know, good cops. You know, so there is this whole uh, thing. And if you look all down her comments, she does have quite a few fans. And it's weird that none of them are black. Oh, well, read a little bit about her personal life on Wikipedia. It's, well, it's I interesting. But her black, uh, a, a black friend we know said um, something about her suing or the school she went to. I don't know any of it. Do you? Um, it said that she left her college where she was getting a journalism degree because of some kind of a dispute about her financial aid. Right. Which to me, like, you know what? Go finish your degree somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you want to have a little bit of validity. But I think that also, I don't know her to save my life. But it seems to me that if she is talking about things like this, then she has a really unique niche to fill where. Right. Where, you know, Mr. White Person in Charge gets to say, oh, well, here we are. Yep, exactly. Uh, this, and is, this is somebody speaking on behalf of all the black people right. and saying our points. 
And so it's the token black that, you know, she will get a lot of support by the people who agree with her. And then and she'll get hired by them. She is sure the way I, I see it as like a, everything's about the money because I'm jaded and think people are full of shit. They but are. Yeah, she's really found is. a great niche. And every, I know, I want a niche. Well, like what about that one black guy who was always on Anderson Cooper speaking up for the Republicans? Yeah, yeah. He's on there every time. People need to be liked for different reasons and, you know, screw them, whatever. (laughs) (sighs) Did we solve it yet? Did we solve it yet? Racism? Is it good? Um uh, I want to talk Good. about a few of the small things that have gotten me through the week. Because <laughs> I've got nothing. What? It, I need to think of something. I think the only thing got me through is just the clock kept going. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the small thing that got me through the week. Coffee frothing. Like frothing my fake milker. Yeah. Or milker. My fake uh, plant-based coffee creamer. Mm-hmm. Because the hazelnut version won't froth, but the vanilla one will. So I wrote a letter to the people that make <laughs> nut pods. And I said, I realize that the world is imploding around us, but some days all I have is coffee. And so, you have stolen it from me. Stolen it. Stolen. I haven't been drinking ever since you got me started in January doing dry January because now I don't care about drinking anymore. See, it didn't take for me. So, coffee is all I have. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even get it on the outside anymore. I mean, I can, but I don't want to go to Starbucks. On the outside. I I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, then that I, I, have, I have no tennis. Do you know how much of my life used to be spent watching this stupid game that I love so much? I mean, eight weeks for the Grand Slams, and then there was the week before that with everybody practicing, and then one week for all of the little nine uh, lesser tournaments and some other ones scattered throughout. So uh, it's been a very big drought. It's been tough on you. Well, I'm just saying there's nothing like perky and happy that I have to look forward to. Uh, Can't go out with friends. I mean, I can, but I don't want to die. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's nothing, nothing, nothing compared to all. Oh, my gosh. To what all these people have been going through for years. And I'm so glad that there's so many great protests happening. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the biggest one was in Nashville and our girls didn't go. One couldn't. And the other one, like, I hate to say, but you don't know what it's going to be like until after. And because we had seen a little bit of violence and some things going on, she and COVID, she didn't feel comfortable going and then it was huge and it was all done by teenagers and it was so great. Um, and unfortunately, you know, she missed that, because, uh, yeah, you just never know what's yeah. going to be. Yeah. I, I love also that somebody uh, put on social media today, like, hey, people, it, let's make changing your opinion after learning new information an okay thing. I totally. Mean, 
Yeah. Why wouldn't we want to grow? I know. So I guess we need to solve the police on the next episode. <laughs> well, you know, the good thing is there are there are measures that people are talking about taking that can help it. It doesn't they don't have to believe. Yeah, you know? yeah. They don't they don't have to take it to heart. They just have to be reprimanded and and reined in. Right, right. And um as far as listeners, yes, we have some other more less, you know, current affairs things that are in the shoot ready to go and letter sewed. So please write us your funny, true letters. But this is just a time in history that's very important. And we want to keep the the conversation going. And we're committed to revisit this conversation after this is quote over or whatever, um, to you and know. I am really worried about like how stupid I am now compared to what I might know in ten years. Yeah. If I think of what I was like when I was in my early twenties, totally, and and might have gone along with what Candace Owens said. Yeah, and you know why I think. In the church and in Christianity, especially evangelical, there's very much this peacemaker situation where, you know, peace at all costs. So when someone talks to you with a calm voice and is not seen writing and protesting, you're like, let me listen to this. Okay, yeah, she seems peaceful and she's saying, you know, get justice and this and that. And you don't even notice how racist it is. So, yeah. Anything else to add to that? Going to be having some coffee later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as far as the things that have gotten me through this week, um, your pictures of the froth on your coffee, uh, (laughs) doing podcast stuff, keeping busy. But really, I just, um, I think that... I've been having a hard time this week because it's hard enough for me when religion divides us and when politics, you know, I can be uh, very, have a hard time with that. Uh, But I still keep people in my orbit that disagree or have differences of opinion. But this is something that is definitely a, I can't, you know, I can't condone that, you know, that you're holding any kind of racist views. Uh, So it's a bit of a harder week, and I just want everyone to know, as a white woman, I'm just really suffering right now. It's been... been, Am I supposed to laugh at that? It's been hard. I don't even... uh, You know, I've watched all The Office and all of Community, (laughs) and as a white woman, I don't know what else there is, what comfort is left for me. Is what I want to know. But what about me? <laughs> My life matters. I know. Somebody really... made a tasteless joke. <laughs> uh, but we'd love all our listeners and thanks for listening to us rant. And if you want to rant or maybe you had a held belief that was racist because you were taught that in the church, um, 
hey, we can we're we'll happily do a confession time episode. You know, we won't put your names with it. You can write us, go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com and use the little form there and just say, I used to believe this or I've learned this. And maybe we can add that into the conversation. Well, that'd be good. Yeah. Give us a write-in thing and we will see you next week. And you should not be a shit pile. Don't, because you will be on our next Be Shit Piles. <laughs> <laughs>